you just open up your mind, you can really just imagine all, all the different possibilities with AI. And then the final one that I want to share is I believe that AI could be utilized for resources for students with learning needs, whether they be visual or hearing impaired or language. There are so many applications and business use cases that we could explore to really impact education in a positive way. The Digital to Learn podcast is dedicated to exploring both what's new and what's good in the use of technology in teaching and learning. Our mission is to have the best minds sitting in front of our microphones, sharing evidence-based strategies for digital teaching and learning. Digital to Learn is brought to you by the Center for Learning and Innovation at Indiana Wesleyan University. Thank you for joining us. And now, the Digital to Learn podcast. Welcome to the Digital to Learn podcast. I'm Tiffany Snyder, and I'm here with my co-host, Brad Gardner. Hi, Brad. Hey, Tiffany. Glad to be here. I must say that I am really impressed with the color blocking shirt that you have on today. Mm. It looks very 90s, very fresh. And I'm almost wishing we had a video version of our podcast just so that you could feature that very garment. Is that 90s reference to a decade or to my age? Oh, open for interpretation. Wow. Um, A decade. And I love it. I'm not, this isn't a joke. I'm I just didn't have a chance to tell you in the pre-show. I just so. want to warn our guests, this would be a good time to bail right now. Just <laughs> We have an opportunity today to talk about a subject that everyone's wondering about. And if you aren't, perhaps you should be. And that is, what does prompt engineering or prompt writing look like for the generative AI that's taking us by storm? And we couldn't think of a better guest to have on the show to talk about this subject than Judy Keeler. Judy Keeler is the founder and CEO of Keeler Strategy Group, where she leads a strategic consulting firm that helps organizations achieve their goals through human-centered design, AI prompt engineering, process improvement, and new business development. Judy has over 15 years of leadership experience in various sectors, including public finance, consulting, media, and health. Judy holds an accounting degree from the University of Michigan and is a certified public fund investment manager, certified prompt engineer, and business process management executive. She has a proven track record of driving results, DEI strategy and execution, reducing liabilities, increasing revenues, and managing cash flows. She is passionate about inspiring others to excel and creating a culture of excellence and belonging. Today, we're going to tap into her expertise with AI prompt engineering and the future of work for our students in an AI-enabled world. We're excited to welcome to the Digital to Learn podcast, Judy Keeler. Welcome, Judy. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I love this topic, and I'm going to enjoy speaking with the two of you. (laughs) Thank you. We have a tendency on the show to just want to spend a little bit of time getting to know our guests. Sometimes those questions are ridiculous. Sometimes they are a bit more serious and focused. So we'll see what's in store for you today. Brad, you want to get us going? No, I think you should ask the first question. (laughs) Okay, I will. You can tell who's really the boss here. Our regular listeners know that Brad is a music lover and maybe a little bit of a snob when it comes to musical flavors. So we have to make sure you pass his discerning ear with this very question. You just received two free concert tickets to your favorite artist. Who are the tickets for and who do you take with you to the show? This is a no brainer for me. Those tickets will go to the Earth, Wind and Fire concert. Yeah. Good choice. (laughs) Thank you. And I would take my best friend, Eric Keeler. Oh, and by the way, he's my husband. <laughs> that was a that's a great choice. I think you're gonna pass pass best. Absolutely. 
The show can continue. <laughs> I think we all agree that the music is an important part of our culture and our daily lives, but perhaps food is also so on that list. We've noticed that you might be somewhat of a foodie. <laughs> so where do you go to eat after the concert? Again, lovely question, a no-brainer. For me personally, I would go to Zingerman's Deli in Ann Arbor, and I would have the Georgia Reuben, which is my favorite sandwich. What's on a Georgia Reuben? It's coleslaw, it's the Russian dressing, it's turkey and pickle. It's just amazing. And it's four inches thick, so you have to adjust your jaw to fit it in. Oh, it's heavenly. I was just in New York City, and we went to a a delicatessen called Katz's, which is a famous deli in New York. Had a pastrami sandwich that was six inches high and cost $28 worth every bite. There you go. All of us enjoy getting to know our guests first online. So we'll see how good we are at digging into your personal and professional interests here. But we can assume, it's safe to assume, that you spend a significant amount of time with technology and especially AI right now. When you unplug, though, we are curious, what are you going to do? You're just trying to get away from technology for a bit. That too is another great question for me and easy. I love to sing. I love to read. I write music. I make jewelry. And I rock hound with my husband. (laughs) We like to spend a lot of time at home with our son, Hunter. But when we travel, we like to go to Mackinac Island, Sanibel Island in Florida, Ann Arbor, and then also around the Great Lakes. So what exactly do you do when you're doing rock hounding? What does that look like? (laughs) Oh, you may want to take this hobby up. So we'll go to, say, Lake Superior, and we'll wear our boots to get really wet and our swimsuits, and we'll go and we'll look at the different rocks. And I make jewelry, like Petoskey, for instance. When I'm up in Petoskey, I will get Petoskey stones, and I'll make earrings and necklaces. And we started a little rock collection for my nieces and nephews so that they can, when you have your show and tell, you can take it in and you can talk about, this is a fossil or a coral that's 3 million years old. So we just, I love nature. We love nature. So do you, like, do you have machinery that polishes them and shapes them and does all that crazy stuff? Brad, you are brilliant. We actually have three tumblers. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I thought that you said you like singing and music, and then you said rock hounding. So I was imagining, I thought you meant like basically glorified rock karaoke with your husband. (laughs) And I thought, what is Brad asking? What songs you sing? Or what does it look like when, you know, what does it actually look like? So this is new for me. (laughs) And I can just see Judy at a rock club where somebody (laughs) says, yeah, I just bought my second tumbler. And Judy said, I've got three tumblers. Oh my goodness. Thank you for the clarification. We better get on a serious topic very soon. We saw a recent quote of yours, Judy, and I know that's always dangerous for somebody to say that to you, but this is a good one. You have something priceless to share. Don't hesitate to become a mentor. Your life has value. Your past is always someone else's present or future. So our guess would be that you had some mentors in your life that kind of led you to where you are today. Could you tell us about some of those? Absolutely. This is a great opportunity. I've had many people in my life that have spoken into my life and given me guidance and wisdom, like Barbara Spear when I worked at KPMG. My husband has been a great mentor, but my favorite mentor has been Jesus Christ. Hmm. And a mentor is a person that provides you with tools, guidance, support, and feedback to help you thrive in your career and in your life. So it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that you have face-to-face time with. 
because we can learn from anyone and anything. But some of the things that have been critical for me is that I've learned how to respect people. I've learned how to become more confident through the mentorship, reading the Bible, and my relationship with Christ. He's taught me how to forgive people and how to love and value people. Wow. Wonderful answer. We are moving into our segment where we talk about AI, and there's so much here. I know right now, I actually have a class going where we're trying to talk about AI. We had a synchronous discussion last night. It's an online class, and these are doctoral students, and they got together, and the conversation went everywhere. It's really hard to have a focused conversation about all things AI, and especially generative AI. kept having other kinds of AI illustrations thrown out there. So people were just confused and all over the place, but thankfully you're going to help us get straightened out and focus and we'll learn from you today so that we can bring that back to conversations with our students. But AI technology has become all the rage since ChatGPT has launched, followed quickly by image generators and now even 3D assets, video editors, and a plethora of other AI-enabled tools. But we know that AI has been around much longer than ChatGPT, from smart appliances to the phone in our pocket. In all these cases, the same thing is true, that there's garbage in and garbage out. So the quality of our prompts directly affects what we get back. What started you down this track of becoming an expert in the new skill called prompt engineering, which we've very simply boiled down to garbage in, garbage out, but you'll expand more on that in a minute. There are a lot of pieces to my background or my experience when I served as a management consultant, when I, you know, consulted with organizations, wrote guidelines, conducted audits, different professional responsibilities like that. But it ties into the fact that I've always been fascinated with technology and the power of language and communication. So after experimenting with AI back in 2019, I realized that it was going to change the world in ways that we couldn't even imagine. It was going to change business, the way that we live our lives, the way that we conduct business. So as a life learner, I decided that it would be exciting, but also prudent for me to delve into AI. And so that's what really started me down this road. Hmm. Uh, in a recent article, you mentioned AI as being transformative realm of technology. How do you see AI transforming higher education, and the lives of our students? This is one of my favorite questions. People seem to focus on plagiarism when we talk about AI in, in college and in elementary school or whatever educational realm that our students are in. But there are a few other areas that I personally believe deserve more of our attention. And one of those is the fact that we could use AI to do virtual mentoring via chatbots for students. We could have intelligent tutoring systems that are individually programmed for each student that needs that assistance. We could utilize it for simulated learning environments and pair it with virtual reality and augmented reality. And one thing that comes to mind, I was talking with my husband about this, in medical school, there could be simula simulations. Remember the game operation? There, there are idea things like that. There's, if you just open up your mind, you can really just imagine all, all the different possibilities with AI. And then the final one that I want to share is 
I believe that AI could be utilized for resources for students with learning needs, whether they be visual or hearing impaired or language. There are so many applications and business use cases that we could explore to really impact education in a positive way. Just yesterday, I saw the company HeyGen, for those listening, H-E-Y-G-E-N. I was on their website and they were showing how you can upload a video of yourself or choose one of their avatars. You can re- you can upload an audio file for yourself or choose one of their audio files to create these videos that are a mimic of you if you want them to be. And someone can just simply type in the script and choose you and your voice and have that video. And they were selling it, the idea on in sales saying, imagine that a potential customer clicks an ad for your company and you could actually immediately in in an automated way, populate a video of your CEO welcoming them with their name into the, the company family. And so they were selling that as a great thing. But obviously there are some major concerns with deep fakes. And there's some damaging possibilities from false stories to imagined publications, manipulated images. What do you think we can do? And we will move into that conversation about prompt engineering. We promise our listeners, but first to get over some of these fears or to talk about them, what can we do to protect ourselves from those dark use cases of AI? This is really an important topic to talk about even before we talk about prompt engineering. So I I have some ideas and ways that, and suggestions that I've made to some of my clients. For one, verify the information before you release that. And there are emerging tools, and this actually is an emerging industry, another piece of the industry, is that there are media forensic analysis types of tools that can help you confirm whether the data has been manipulated, whether the video's mm-hmm. true or not. There's software tools, forensic toolkits. There are organizations that can conduct those types of audits, forensic audits. So there are tools in place. So I always advise people not to just send a, the video or whatever, but to verify it before you send it. Mm-hmm. And then also, this is another critical piece, safeguarding your personal data. There, there are people that utilize ChatGPT to create resumes, right? But in doing that, I advise them to remove their personal identification, yeah. like their names, address, all of that needs not to be on there because remember with the generative AI and open GI mm-hmm. audit, the open systems, the information is being gathered and it's, mm-hmm. it becomes a part of that database. So you don't want your personal information to be a part of that. Also through that, sharing your personal information can help train for facial, vocal, behavioral, or location tracking algorithms. And unfortunately, we do have some bad players in the field, so we don't want to give people access to that type of information. Mm -hmm. Another is we could support ethical coding. And what do I mean by that? The companies that are building impactful AI products, they should be reviewed just like you have an annual audit, a financial audit, there should be audits of these AI companies, in my opinion, to make sure that things are being done above board and in the best interest of our countries or our citizens or whomever is utilizing that. Also, embrace security upgrades. The two-factor authentication process is good to utilize. 
password managers with long random strings so that <laughs> when I hack into Brad's computer, it's not his name plus his daughter's name or whatever. Yep. So those things are pretty important for helping to safeguard you. Yeah. Thank you. So let's start digging into the wild world of prompts. Going in back to the garbage in, garbage out idea, what are some strategies you can use to get the best possible outputs from using AI? So to me, the easiest thing is to, if I'm in Claude or Chat GPT, first of all, I'm going to recognize that it's like my assistant. Pretend you're talking to someone because this is communication, right? So when you're making a request, ask clearly, make your question straightforward and specific clearly explain what you want from AI. So let me give you an example. I like to, I like Dali and I like the art piece, the generative art. Yeah. So my first prompt, maybe I'll say, please create a cat, an image of a cat. Okay. So AI or Dali or, or Midjourney, they could create whatever they want, right? But what if I really wanted a Siamese cat or if I wanted a white fluffy cat? then what should I have done? I should have given AI more specific information or direction. So my next iteration, I will say, please create an image of a white fluffy cat with green eyes sitting on a blue pillow out in the forest. So I gave it very specific information and I gave it guidance. And so now it can create what I had intended for it to create. So it's like asking, if the two of you ask me, Judy, could you go make a coffee run? I would be sure, but what do you want in your coffee? So it's just really communicating specifically and clearly what you want the output to be. And then also, I just demonstrated this, but try and improve. And what do I mean by that? The first command was, please create an image of a cat. So then the next iteration, provided much more data. So that's an important part of the process. And then give it examples. Help AI to understand by giving examples or context in your question. And that makes it more likely to give you what you're looking for. And I'll give you another example of this. Say I am creating a resume. Then I will say, and also give your AI, your chat, a role. So I will say, as an expert in resume writing, craft a resume for this position that aligns with this job description. And then it can create a resume that aligns with what you're looking for, but it's creating it not as, um, not as a, a truck driver, but as an expert in the field so that you're able to get the content that you're looking for with the expertise and experience. Thanks for joining us on the Digital to Learn podcast. We're going to pause here in our conversation with Judy Keeler, but we'll be back next week for part two. So please tune in then. Thank you for joining us on Digital to Learn. If you enjoyed this podcast, there are three things we ask you to do. One, come back and join us again. Two, tell your friends about us. And three, give us a positive ranking on your favorite podcast platform. Digital to Learn is brought to you by the Center for Learning and Innovation at Indiana Wesleyan University. Embrace the future. Always keep learning.